Hello, welcome to Old Ass Movie Reviews. Today we are reviewing Steel Dawn. Scott and I watched Steel Dawn. Yeah. It's a Patrick Swayze movie. Um, I saw it, it dawned on me, I've only, dawned on me, that I've only seen it one other time. I thought that I saw it more than that, but I've only seen it once. Uh, I enjoyed it a lot more the first time than I did the second time. Only, stop laughing, only because I was reviewing it this time. Had I not been reviewing it, it would have just been a bad campy movie. Uh, but because I am reviewing it, I have notes. <laughs> <laughs> well, that, that's just it. With um, what what I find that you know, I I enjoy watching movies. Uh, when I when I stop to pull things out, I try not to nitpick little things. But there's uh -huh. some things that are just glaring. Yeah, and yeah. Something I find humorous, and it's like, oh my god. Um, this is one of them. Patrick Swayze could not save this movie. I know. What What's funny is, though, if, if you look at this entire movie and you take it out of whatever apocalyptic planet it was supposed to be on, because they never said whether it was supposed to be Earth or not. Right. And you're not even sure at this point whether that planet has always looked like that or not. You know what I mean? Mm -hmm. Or you're just assuming that, it, that something happened to make it look desolate and desert-like. Um, but if you would have taken it out of this post-apocalyptic world and just made it a Western, it would have worked 10 times better, I think. Well, it was, at its core, a Western. Yeah. Period. It it hit all the boxes. I had, I've had i never seen the movie Shane, but one reviewer had mentioned right. this was Shane. Yeah. It was yeah, the same story. See that. Um, so, yeah, it's... That's one of my, my first notes. Very much a Western, but um, I'm going to get get it out of the way real quick. This movie is chock full of Star Wars references. Sand people. Right yeah. off the bat. They sounded like them. They had their staffs. Yeah. And kicked their asses. <laughs> yeah, he did. Which brings me to my first note. Why was he standing on his head in the desert? He was meditating. Remember he taught young Anakin, I mean, um, the young boy. <laughs> young Anakin? <laughs> well, look, it, it the whole Star Wars thing just fell into place when he went to Bar Baru and Owen's water farm. <laughs> and that was it. Only Baru was hot. <laughs> yeah. And was his actual wife, Patrick Swayze's yes, wife. Uh, yeah. Something Niemi? Lisa. Niemi? Yeah. Uh, Lisa Niemi yeah. played uh, Kasha, the wife. Yeah, which is very interesting. And and yeah, I, I did they not do more movies together? Or I'm not sure. One? I thought I'm they did sure. more than that. See, yeah. I always thought that Roadhouse had her in it. The blonde that was in Roadhouse mm -hmm. was her, but it's not. It's no a different blonde, different yeah. different woman. But uh, yeah. that was yeah, standing on his head when I saw that, I was just like, um don't know about that in the middle of the desert and why are you doing it and then the sand people show up yeah the sand, the sand ooh, people. Ooh, ooh, ooh. living underground um yeah that was there could have been a lot more with that with the sand people there should have been a lot more with that yeah it was just like this movie i don't think knew where it was going um i mean it knew where it was going but i think i could get it under a knife and cut about 40 minutes out of it. <laughs> it the, 
<laughs> it goes on. Special. <laughs> Do what? Make it a half hour special. It could be a, a one hour movie. Um, did, did you catch who who produced it? No. This was another Vestron. Was it? Yeah, he must have had a contract with Vestron after Dirty Dancing. Is all I can come up with. Was this after Dirty Dancing or before? Yeah, this was after. Ah, so he must have. Mm -hmm. I don't know how many movies he did with Vestron, but he must have had some kind of contract with them yeah. to do X amount of movies. I did see out. this was $3.5 million into the sand. Oh, is that what it cost to make this movie? Yeah. I don't see that budget in this movie. Honest to God, I just, Location. I just don't see it. Yeah. Just getting everything there to the deserts of Nambia. Um, yeah. Is that where they film that at? Yes. Why would you film it there? <laughs> Why wouldn't you just go out west some goddamn I don't know. Place? It worked. <laughs> It did it look worked. desolate, but they didn't show enough of it to really matter. It could have been done in the U.S. Yeah, that's what I mean. Like, I would have thought that that thing was filmed out west someplace. I went to Utah or Arizona yeah. or somewhere and been Another done. arid place and been done with it. Yeah. Oh, Save some know. money. <laughs> there was a nice moment between him and his former master. Yes. Whenever they're talking. Uh, I don't think they used him to his fullest extent. No. I. I think the master, he should have teamed up with the master and gone to whatever little Meridian town. Yeah. Meridian. And then the master get killed and him stay yeah. to, to avenge. That's, I just think they killed that guy way too quick. <sighs> yeah. So to, to set this up, we have Patrick Swayze as an ex-military soldier or officer. Um, and his good friend and master gets killed. And he goes on what may be a mission of vengeance. Not entirely sure, but it seems like that's what he's doing. Um, mm -hmm. He stops off at a moisture farm. <laughs> I didn't see any blue milk, so. No blue milk, thank God. Uh, <laughs> and his master was headed to this town to be a peacekeeper, to take a peacekeeping yeah. job. Um, yeah. So this this story has been done so many times whether it be some big land baron wanting somebody's land for their cattle right, right. or or whatever um it's god it's been beat to death uh so if you're going to do it i get it do it different so we'll do we'll do the same story but we'll do it post-apocalyptic uh great with swords with swords <laughs> yeah now Nobody that brings, blaster. i gotta get this out of the way who in their right mind carries a sword upside down on their leg with the sharp blade hitting the back of your arm as you walk? I was wondering the same thing. I saw him with that. And the first time I thought he had, I thought he was holding it that yeah. way to, to do an upward swipe, but he's not. It's, it's hooked on his pant leg. And I'm like, that's the most dangerous way to grab a sword if he or to falls, have a sword on you. <laughs> you cut your arm off, you cut your kidney. I mean, any number of bad things could happen with a sword there. And especially riding a horse. Yeah. How many times are you going to be stabbed when riding your horse? Oh, I don't know. But yeah, that's a dumb way. And I think he had the other blade upside down too, right? Yeah. There, like he had the long one and then he had like a short one. And it's like, um, you guys in the future don't know how to wear a knife. That holster. doesn't make any sense. It's uh, no. I think it was just let's make something different so people will look and say, "Oh, that's a cool." Story. Yeah, it didn't work. No, that didn't. That did no, not work. that's not the only thing. It didn't work. 
it was okay. Uh, the kid was annoying. Yes. I'm just going to say it right now. Kids always are. But there's a reason I think that kid was so annoying, and it has to do with the credits. Yes, he's the director's son. Yeah, he was somebody's son. He was like... Uh, um, I think it was the director's son. Production manager or some shit's kid. And I, I saw that and I was just like, ah, that's why they got that kid in that movie. Never saw that kid in another movie. Probably not. Never saw that kid in another movie. And I was just like, oh my God, what a... He wasn't horrible. Let, let, let me just say this. He wasn't horrible. No, the horrible. part was. The part was horrible. Yeah. Most people don't know how to write a little kid for a movie or a television series. Deep Space Nine got it right. Yes. And um, the second Mummy movie got mm -hmm. it right. Those are the only two movies that stand out for me that I can look at little kid dealing with a parent and go, yeah, that those guys have kids or they've they know how to write for kids. Some whatever magic moment happens with that, it's perfect. Most people don't. Most people just screw up and have what they had in this movie with the little kid. It's just, he, he wasn't unlikable, but I don't see Patrick Swayze's character sticking around to save him. No. I'm sorry. No. I just don't. No. <laughs> um, there's some seriously bad hair in this movie. They could have titled this The Bad Wig Assassin. I have a note. Uh, Main villain looked silly. Bad oh wig. <laughs> yeah, yeah, he just came off MTV's glam, glam rock. Um, with the spiky hair that was so bad they had to use a headband to hold it to his head. Oh, you know that's why they had that on there. Absolutely. Because did, that that wig sucked. Did speaking of the the two mummy movies, did you catch uh the guy who played um, the, 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 the mummy, the head mummy, or the, the head villain. Where is it? Where is it? Where? No, but he did look awfully familiar. Emotep, the guy who played Emotep, was one of the henchmen. Was the henchman that gets stabbed through with the air foil? Really? Yeah, that was Emotep. Oh man! It was like one of his first roles, I guess. Damn. Well, he definitely came up in the world. Yeah, yeah, no kidding. But it was funny because I'm sitting here watching that movie and I'm like, sand. This guy can't get away from sand. <laughs> I just wonder how many other movies he was in that there was sand. He's just like, Jesus, I'll never get away from sand. <laughs> Definitely. Oh, God. Um, I don't have a lot to say. This gave me a Mad Max vibe um only worse only much worse much worse um here i'll go through my notes and, and if you want to chime in that's cool let's do that uh how on the water pump at the uh, ladies camp how did all of that damage happen and nobody heard it nobody well, they were reacted drunk. they were everybody drunk. was still even Patrick Swayze bonking the blonde-haired lady on the other side well, of the big true. rock, they were maybe 100 yards away. You could hear a guy pounding two sticks together in the middle of the desert Yeah, 100 yards yeah. away. So nobody heard any of this no. creaking, ripping, shredding metal being destroyed. It's just destroyed, and everybody's shocked. 
Everybody's yeah. shocked that this happened. How did They're this happen? Shocked. Nobody heard it. I don't care how drunk you are. You're not sleeping through that. It was funny when he and the foreman had to go get the pump. Yeah. And they, they stuck their head in a tent with naked women and they both just like froze. I got to know. <laughs> and grabbed some bread and then still see, keep staring. And then they He's left. still sitting there looking at him eating their bread. Yeah. And then he walks away and the foreman's still sitting there. He has to come back and grab him. <laughs> I actually have a note and a tent full of naked women. Yeah. Because <laughs> it's the 80s and that's what you do. <laughs> they, they sure, after they stole that guy's water pump to take back to their camp, they sure acted awfully nonchalant about it, don't you think? Yeah. They replaced it. They didn't put up any guards. They didn't act any different. They went to town. Yeah. They, they went to town the very next day nobody's going to mess with us in town the next day. <laughs> no, well. <laughs> nobody's going to mess with us at all. Oh, I already mentioned Emotep being in the movie. Good fight choreography, though. You got yes, to actually, the fighting was actually really good. He, he did a lot of good swordplay stuff there. Yeah. I would like to see somebody much more talented than me with a computer uh, turn all those swords into the lightsabers. <laughs> yeah, because <laughs> that would be fun. If for no other reason, it would be really fun. <laughs> it definitely had a Star Wars vibe. <laughs> yeah. Yes, it did. Um, now that you say that, especially, I can't get the same people out of my head. It's just like... It was, dude. It's like right off. It's like, what am I watching? And then, like I said, Baru and Owen, that was over. <laughs> yep. Yep. How about um, he finds the dog? And then yeah. when she when she locks him in the in the safe and spins it, yeah. When the dog comes in, what was your first thought? Why is the dog coming? My first thought was that dog's going to open up that goddamn. Well, safe. yeah, yeah. I thought. But don't tell me that dog's going to come save him somehow. Was going to know the combination or something, and I was just going to be like, "Oh, son of a bitch, really?" You know what? <laughs> and you know, it would have been all right. I'd have been all right with that <laughs> if the dog would have got up, spun with his little paw. <laughs> on a a master lock locker lock that was just kind of positioned there that couldn't have locked that door anyway right uh, yeah <laughs> but i just thought oh my god they're gonna have that dog open up that that door and you know you know that was the first thing they did you yeah. know i i just know in my heart of hearts somewhere on the cutting room floor is the tape of that dog doing the combination and somebody watched that and went Bob, are you fucking kidding me? <laughs> it wouldn't have hurt the movie one bit. No, it wouldn't. No. <laughs> it wouldn't have hurt it at all, man. The mom telling the kid to run away after after the kid's been kidnapped and she goes and, and gets him out and has a knife to the bad guy's yeah. throat. And she's telling the kid to run away. That kid sure as hell took his time running away. Didn't he? He Holy gets to Christ. the machine. Now, this is a kid who lives in the desert. You know he's been on one of those foil riders before. You know he knows the Absolutely. basics of how to do this. He's done the pod races. Yeah, he's done, he's been in the pod races and talked to Jawas. He knows. <laughs> he knows how to ride one of these things. And he's just sitting there. Ch -ch -ch -ch. And then he slow. Five, five guys are running after him. He's like, and why didn't those guys just run after him and catch him? Because they had they had the land speeder chase there, you know. <laughs> the land speeder chase. 
I swear. I, was, I after, after the Sand People, it was all uh, Star Wars for me. The whole freaking movie. Oh my god, it's funny. <laughs> okay, after after they finally catch the kid, and and Emotep has him on his lap, and is riding away. The kid's not even struggling. I mean, no. really, an eight or nine year old kid and a fully grown, a adult grown man is going to have trouble hanging on to that kid. Not this kid. He's just laying across his lap, like, yeah, it was. Dude, struggle. Your yeah. mom just put her life on the line for your little punk butt. <laughs> exactly. Did you, did you get the Burning Man vibe whenever they did the full pullback? And the, the big stage was set with all the steel yes. and stuff. Yes. I, I saw that and I was just like, Burning Man. This looks like a Burning Man stage. Yep. They're going to do something. <laughs> and that then the guy weird. comes out with the spiked hair. It's like, yep, Burning Man. <laughs> that was a weird setup. <sighs> the fight choreography saved it for me. Yeah, that was the best part. And I will, I'll tell you right now, I'll watch this movie again eventually. I, I will watch it. It might be a few years, but I'll watch it again because it's a fun, stupid, bad movie. <laughs> it's, it's fun. Yeah, me. I'm making no promises. Um, <laughs> the sword, when he kills the bad guy, whatever, the captain of the guard or whatever he called uh -huh. himself, and he spoke with a bad British accent, and he had the really bad, funky hair with the band holding the wig into place. Oh the guy falls on his knees, and then he goes to get the girl he saves the girl by throwing a knife into the bad which was cool which is really cool because she jumps out of the way she knows what's going to happen he turns around he goes back to the guy the guy is still dying yeah it's like 10 minutes later. he's been stabbed five times through the lung at least twice yeah that i could count and he's still alive and he's got the sword through his chest and he's still alive <laughs> i'm like Man, what does it take to kill this guy? <laughs> it's not that he's a good assassin. He just is really hard to kill. <laughs> and then he leaves. Patrick, Patrick Swayze's character just leaves. Yeah. Wait, what? Hey, no, you. This isn't Shane. You got, you got the hot blonde. You got everything. You it made no sense. The entire town. You're going to become what, whatever would be the, the equivalent of a multimillionaire because yeah. you've got the only water pump around for a thousand miles. He's got a good life ahead of him. Yeah. And he leaves. Yeah. No, I must be the stranger and the strange man in the strange land doing strange things. No. No. Not me, baby. Yeah. That was. <laughs> I'd be like, you know what? I killed a whole lot of people today and I've earned this rest. Yeah. <laughs> I'm going to no. stay home. I think they just did it for dramatic effect and well, it didn't affect me it at all. It didn't work. Yeah. <laughs> to me, it did not work to have him leave. You know, the, the happy ending wasn't there. The walking off in the sunset didn't work for me. No, at all. it was like, eh, whatever. Go yeah, on. He just didn't care. <laughs> yeah. Yeah. That's, that was all my notes. Just, yeah. I, I, I took them and I'm going to talk about them. <laughs> yeah. Well, I'll give my recommendation. I don't. Um, you don't i don't recommend it it's it's 80s it's patrick swayze it's bad hair um very bad it's hair. got great fight scenes but i wouldn't even waste the time to watch that that's that's me this is a no watch oh, you and i are going to disagree on this it is a bad movie <laughs> it's it's a very bad movie 
if you're looking for good acting, this isn't it. If you're looking for a great story, watch Star Wars. <laughs> this isn't it. Um, but now that Scott talked about all the Star Wars references, I can't unsee it. So that's good. Uh, but yeah, I still, it's one of those movies from the 80s. It's bad, but I'd watch it again. It's like Chopping Mall for me. Not the same genre, but I'd watch it again. You know? well, I would definitely watch Chopping Mall again. It's a good, it's a good movie. I enjoy it. A better Vestron flick. Oh, was that Vestron too? Chopping Mall, yes. Also, yeah. Oh my gosh. Yes, it was. How did they go out of business? It just kills me. We just watched how they went out of business. Yes, this is true. This is, <laughs> never mind. We watched two of how they went out of business, actually. <laughs> exactly. You would have thought Dirty Dancing would have uh, really elevated them, but no. Yeah. And well, then they got. We can't make a loser loser movie. Yeah, you can. Yes, you can. You got all the shit scripts in Hollywood. Of course you can. <laughs> Absolutely. All right. Oh. So that's going to wrap it up for Steel Dawn. Uh, be sure and catch us next time when we talk about Red Dawn. Not related, but Patrick Swayze. <laughs>